This is the Married to the Road podcast with your hosts, Larry and Angie Baum. Married team truckers who will share with you the latest trucking news, share stories of life out on the road, their crazy road dogs, and how they are giving back to the trucking community with their Treat a Trucker campaign. Sit back, relax, and listen into Married to the Road. Keep your eyes on the road and your ears on us. everybody this is Angie from Married to the Road and I just want to tell you about a really cool thing that's happening this Saturday it is a fundraiser um, for a little five-year-old boy named Finn and it's called fuel up for Finn and what is it is gonna be a truck convoy that is gonna be starting in Hudson Falls New York at the uh, farming garden equipment center located in Hudson's Falls and uh, what it is is five-year-old little Finn was just recently diagnosed with leukemia and they are doing a fundraiser to help offset the cost of his medical bills and treatments going forward um, so they are asking for all truck drivers both big and small if they can participate the cost is $100 per truck uh, your cost does include a free lunch that they will supply for you um, and you can also purchase an additional lunch for your passenger for $15 and it also does include a wristband um, so if you would like to join the convoy they currently have over 200 trucks that are registered and they'd like to make the convoy as big as possible um, you can actually go to our webpage at truckersfortruckers.com we have an article there with all the information including a phone number to call to register and a link to their Facebook page so you can read more about Finn and see his story and his photos but again it's hundred dollars per truck that includes your lunch and if you have a passenger that rides with you it's an additional $15 to cover their lunch they're asking people to get there between 9 and 10 o'clock um, this will help you get through the COVID process just to make sure that you're not sick or contagious and also to help get you registered get your lunch and get your wristband and get you all lined up the convoy is going to start at 11 a.m. and again this is in Hudson Falls New York so if you are in the area we encourage you to do what you can invite your friends and join in the convoy and let's try to help Finn out especially with those horrible medical costs that are going to be coming up and we'll be sure to update on our website all about the convoy that happens this Saturday thanks everybody we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few moments hey Rodney how are you I'm good how are you uh, that Rodney is a truck driver, and I actually saw a Facebook post the other day where you were talking about um, you were doing an online fundraiser because you're wanting to feed the truck drivers for Thanksgiving this year. And I just kind of wanted to touch base with you, and if you could just kind of let our listeners know what you guys had in mind and why you came up with the idea. Well, I come up with the idea because I see a lot of these drivers. I myself, when I first started, was <clears throat> stuck out on the road, being gone on the holidays. And, you know, these big mega companies like Prime and, and CR England and stuff like companies like that, um, they don't care whether their drivers make it home or have money to eat dinner or something like that. So um, I got the idea 
last year I seen some people doing it in uh, Springfield, Missouri. And this year I kind of wanted to follow suit and do the same thing around the Joplin um, Carthage area in Missouri. So that's where the idea came from. Um, I'm asking for donations to help fund the, the dinner for the drivers. Um, I'm not asking for a lot of money. Um, I'm just asking to get the help to purchase the food. Um, me and my family will do the labor and the intensive part of cooking the meal and prepping it and everything, getting it ready and actually going to the rest areas and truck stops and handing out free dinners. That's awesome. Yeah. We have a, another trucker we, um, in our group, trucker safety info that's doing something similar at Christmas time. He's a truck driver also. And when I saw your post, it just, it made me think of what he's doing. And I just thought what an awesome idea because it's true. I mean, most of the time as truck drivers, we don't get to go home on the holidays and, you know, we're kind of stuck eating what's out there at the truck stops and it's not always <laughs> the best food, especially on a holiday. <laughs> it's junk. I mean, you, you go to the truck stops and you know, me being a trucker myself, you know, Love's has a Hardee's, um, Pilots have McDonald's or, or uh, Wendy's, you know, just junk food. And, and none of these guys get to go sit down or, you know, even enjoy a nice cooked meal for them. Um, you know, the only places that actually have a restaurant is your TAs or Petros or something like that. And a lot of these guys that are stuck out here um, can't you know, pay 15, 18, $20 for dinner because their company's got them strapped out. I mean, I've been there, I've seen it. I know what it's like and it sucks. It, it really does. It's, uh, it totally sucks. I mean, it, and I think that's the other issue is there's just not a lot of options out there for eating for truckers. And it, it's, it's sad. It's expensive. Number one It's so expensive to eat at a truck stop and there's not a lot of options. And then when it comes to the holidays, they're already upset that they're not with their family. So I just thought it was an awesome idea that you're going to go to the rest areas and try to, you know, make some of these drivers a little happy on the holidays. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, Thanksgiving's all about giving and, who better to give to than somebody that's out there that's working their butt off that can't get home to their family. That's probably a little bummed out, depressed, you know, because they're not home. Um, and it just, you know, it's hard. I've been there, you know, and, and there's a lot of them out there that get stuck and, and they don't, you know, they just, like you said, don't have the funds to do it or, you know, they're, they're stuck there for 10 hours and there's nothing in a rest area for anybody to even, think about eating or, or grabbing unless you got some food in your truck and who wants to eat a can of soup or, you know, a peanut butter <laughs> jelly sandwich or something like that on a Thanksgiving dinner. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know how many meals I'm going to be able to scrape up, but, uh, you know, I plan on handing out ice chests full of, uh, ready cooked meals that are hopefully, uh, they'll enjoy and, and, uh, remember what it's all about being thankful. Absolutely. Well, I, I went ahead and made the first donation today and I'm going to ask my, my listeners and my readers on my, my social media sites to contribute. And we're going to make sure that we get the link posted on all our social media. Um, for those of you guys listening, you can uh, find the link to Rodney's fundraiser. It's going to be on truckersfortruckers.com. We'll also have it in our Facebook group, Trucker Safety Info. So make sure you guys check that out. And I just want to thank you, Rodney, for taking a few minutes to speak with me and we'll make sure that we get this fundraiser shared for you. And hopefully we can help you out with a lot of meals. Well, that's awesome. That would be so great. Um, you know, 
my wife's over here and got tears in her eyes right now because this is something <laughs> that we actually um, really want to do, you know, and, and it's nothing really big, but I mean, in a way it is. I mean, uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome, you know, five, 10 bucks, whatever. And, you know, um, and like I said, I'll do all the labor and, and get the cooking and stuff like that. And we'll just have a, a good time and be thankful, uh, you know, God made this happen. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, if, if you guys think about it, if you guys can send us some photos when you do do, we'd love to share those and, and just kind of share, you know, your day with everybody and just let them know where the money went to. So I think that'd be awesome. Absolutely. This is something that uh, I wanted to share with everybody. And, you know, I would be more than happy to, uh, you know, hand out some food, shake some hands, give some hugs, whatever it takes, you know what I mean, um, to make it possible. That would be yeah, you guys are going to see all the pictures so that way, you know, where the where the food went, the money went. And, you know, I'm not putting <laughs> it in my pocket or anything like that or go out and pay my car payments or whatever. You know, I'm, I want to make this happen. And I think it would be pretty awesome. I think it's awesome, especially with the, the tough year that we've had as truck drivers. And I want to thank you because you're a truck driver, too. And you're out there doing the hard job just like the rest of us. So and, and thanks to your wife for keeping the home going when you're not there because it's not easy being a trucker's wife either. <laughs> They they have it a little rougher than we do, you know, because they're mom and dad when they're home instead of just mom, you know. And Absolutely. It's hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Rodney. And I, I appreciate everything. And we'll make sure that we get this uh, promoted on all of our social media. And hopefully we can get some donations coming in for you. Amen. That sounds awesome. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few moments. Treat a Trucker is a program designed by Larry and Angie Baum. This program thanks America's truckers by giving them a free meal in the form of a Subway or Denny's gift card. Consider making a donation today and help give a truck driver a free meal today. Just visit our Married to the Road Facebook page and see our current fundraiser. Help treat a trucker today. Hey guys, this is Angie from Married to the Road. And so today I'm going to talk to you about a subject um, that affects all of us truck drivers. Um, it's, of course, you know, making sure that we can pass our random drug and alcohol testing. And I'm actually going to talk to you about two different stories, but they both relate to that. Um, so the first one actually happened to a friend of ours, and um, I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> but uh, he's an older gentleman. He's older than Larry and I, and we've known him for about six years or so. And um, he's a pretty upstanding guy. We've known him, you know, really well. And uh, he was training a truck driver. And they did not get along. They had a lot of issues. Um, of course, I only know his side of the story, so I don't know everything that happened. But um, my understanding was there was um, some racial tension there, and there was comments back and forth. And I guess the gentleman who was new to driving felt that he knew it all and didn't really want to be taught or learned how to, you know, or learn how to drive. So anyway, they got into a couple disagreements, a couple arguments, and um, this gentleman got a phone call that he got popped for a random, and when he got back to uh, his company's place of employment, he was going to have to do a drug and alcohol testing when he got there, and uh, his company uses urine tests. 
So he told the co-driver that, and they stopped at a Love's to go in, and he uh, went to get something to eat and some drinks and came back and went off. And a couple hours later, got back to his place of employment and went and did his urine test and signed all the paperwork and never thought anything about it. And a couple days later, he got a call from the officer letting him know that he tested positive for cocaine. Now, if you knew the truck driver in question that I'm speaking of, there's no possible way you would ever think in a million years that this gentleman would ever have taken cocaine. I have personally been out with this gentleman, um, you know, other than professional, we've been out with him to eat and he's been to our house for picnics and barbecues and you know, this gentleman never drinks. When he does drink, it's one drink and that's it because he knows his limit and he knows he can't drive. And he takes his job extremely serious. So our philosophy when trying to look back on it, and, and it's been told to us by a couple people, is that um, I guess the amount of cocaine that was found in his system was so minute, but it was enough to trigger on the test. And um, so the, the theory going around was maybe his drink was spiked because they do make, I guess, liquid cocaine for vapes. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I just know that it seems rather fishy. And I think I would probably bet my bottom dollar that there's no way this gentleman did this. Um, I don't see him doing drugs at all. Of course, I'm not him. Don't know for sure, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so... What wound up happening was the gentleman who tested positive, um, as soon as he found out, he got a lawyer and they decided to go do a hair test. So he went and had a hair test performed and let his company know that he did have a hair test performed and it came back negative. Nothing showed up on the test. And his company said that, well, we're not going to accept that because we're not the ones that did the hair sampling and we only do urine sampling. So he is currently in the process of having his second sample tested and trying to fight that. Now, you know, it got me to thinking, you know, what happens if you test positive? Now, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this here because, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, if you're, if you're on the job and you're testing positive for alcohol and drugs, then by all means, you need to lose your job because there's no reason you should be driving a motor vehicle, let alone any vehicle being out there on the roadways, putting other people and yourself at risk. And especially if you're a team driver and you have another driver in your truck. So I am 1000% against any truck driver drinking and driving or doing drugs. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Larry and I, when we go out on the weekends or if we're off for the week and we decide that we want to have a couple of drinks with dinner, we will Uber or we will Lyft because we take our job that seriously. We know that, you know, one drink can put us over the legal limit and then we're in trouble. So we don't take any chances. We, I have, I have, a. Points with, uh, I don't know if it's Uber or Lyft, but we use it so often that, you know, we get free rides every once in a while. And it's actually kind of fun because you meet some pretty cool drivers. But the point is, you know, we take our jobs extremely seriously. If there's any chance that we're going to be drinking, we'll Uber or Lyft, or we'll have our friends, you know, if we're going out with some friends, we'll ask them, hey, can you come pick us up? Because everybody in our family and all of our friends know that there's absolutely no way we can drink, you know, if we're going out to dinner socially and certainly drive home. So, and this particular driver that I'm speaking about, he's pretty much the same way. So, I don't know what the outcome of his case is, but he was informed that should he test positive, 
you know, of course it's going to go into the new clearinghouse, um, which most drivers should have by this point have um, been forced to join that. Um, they started in January with open enrollments for truck drivers. And most companies, I think at this point, um, are trying to get drivers information into that. Um, and the clearinghouse is actually, you know, in my opinion, it's a good thing. Uh, probably should have been in place a long, long time ago. But pretty much what it is, it's, um, you know, a huge database that trucking companies can look at and see if you have ever tested positive at any of your other jobs. Um, the reason I think that's important is because oftentimes, you know, employers can call and they can find out about your references and how you did. But so often, as we know, in the trucking industry, truckers will go from job to job to job to job when things aren't working out. And so a lot of times those jobs will fall through the fall through the cracks. And with this clearinghouse, they're hoping that that's going to maybe prevent some of the cracks. Although I've heard that they're already having some issues. But I think for the most part, the clearinghouse is a really good idea. So the other person that I'm going to talk to you about today, and again, I'm not mentioning any names, but I had a fellow truck driver who is a friend of mine on Facebook uh, contact me the other day about a truck driver in his company um, that had an issue and and it turned out really bad. Um, but the reason I'm sharing his story is, I guess, to bring awareness to the fact that if you test positive for drugs or alcohol, first of all, you you should not be driving a motor vehicle if you're testing positive, okay? That's just common sense. Shouldn't be driving a truck, shouldn't be driving a car, you shouldn't be driving anything that's going to endanger yourself or somebody else. And you need to get help. But it doesn't mean that your life is ruined. There is options out there. There is a program through DOT that I'm going to talk to you about in a little bit. Yes, it's going to make your life hard. And yes, you probably will not be able to get a trucking job for at least a year, if not more. But it doesn't mean that your life is over. And it doesn't mean that you will not get your CDL license back. You know, I think that the, the major thing is that you have to be willing to get help and you have to be willing to do the work in order to get your CDL license back. But the most important thing to remember is your life is not over and you should not go to the extreme. So now they've stated that. So, and I'm sorry guys, my dogs are in the back plane. They're, when we get home, they get so excited and just can't help themselves. Hey, hey, stop. Sorry. Okay, so pretty much what happened is uh, this gentleman decided that he was going to go to McDonald's because he was really hungry and he was in his truck. And he took a turn that he probably shouldn't have been taking with his truck. And he cut it too short. And it wound up causing quite a bit of damage on his truck. So, of course, they had it towed to the diesel uh, truck lot. And they worked on it. And so it wound up being a lot worse than they thought to the point that the motor had to be replaced. And so the trucker was actually stuck at the shop for, uh, I think it was two or three days. Well, on the second day, the trucker decided that, you know, hey, I'm hungry. I don't have any supplies in the truck. So he went up to... Um, the shop owner, and he asked him if it would be possible if he could borrow his vehicle to run and go get some supplies for himself. And, you know, the truck shop owner was nice and said, yeah, of course, you know, go ahead. So he borrowed the truck, or I'm sorry, the car, borrowed the shop owner's car, um, went to get some supplies, and when he came back, he also bought a full bottle of whiskey. So I guess what happened next is that he drank the full bottle of whiskey and then took the shop owner's car again, but this time without permission. And we don't know where he went, but he took off. So he was drunk, and I guess he was also, for whatever reason, driving around in his underwear. He didn't have any clothes on. 
And by the closing of the that night, when the shop owner was trying to go home and realized that his vehicle wasn't there, he had no choice. He had to call the police. You know, what are you going to do? As far as he knew, the truck driver took his car, came back, and that was the end of it. And then he goes out there and realizes that the truck driver once again took his vehicle, but this time without asking or with any permission. So this happened in Missouri. So the truck shop owner called the police. And a little bit later, uh, the gentleman wound up showing up back at the shop, and he was completely drunk. And, of course, he got arrested. Um, so he got arrested for DUI and for also stealing the vehicle. Um, so he gets released, and he wound up driving the truck that they had fixed, the repaired truck, back to his shop. And his owner of his company, now this is a small trucking company, in my opinion, is an amazing gentleman because he told this driver, listen, we're going to work with you. We're not going to fire you, even though the repairs, you know, to this truck cost this owner around $25,000. You know, he promised that if you be, you know, if the truck driver behaved and he got a lawyer to try to fight these charges and he did what he could to try to make things right, that the owner was going to try to work with him because he knew deep downside that this was a good guy that made a horrible decision. So the owner was going to try to do what he could to work with the truck driver. So this happened back in January. And then I guess a couple weeks ago, um, the charges finally came down from uh, the place in Missouri that this took place at, and the driver was found guilty. He was found guilty of both the DUI and also the stealing of the gentleman's vehicle from the shop. Um, a part of that process, of course, was his CDL license was stripped from him. Um, so, you know, at that point, the truck driver, I'm sure, felt that his life was over with because they stripped away his livelihood and he didn't know what to do. And sadly, he um, was at home with his wife and children who were in another room, and he wound up committing suicide. Um, it's a horrible story, and then sadly, we hear a lot of truck drivers that have, for whatever reason, committed suicide. A lot of it's depression. But in this instance, you know, it was just a sad story that I wanted to share. I wanted to shed some light on it. Again, I'm not going to use names. I'm not going to use company names. I don't think it's fair to his family, and I don't think it's fair to the trucking company that's involved. But I just want to say that if this happens to you, your life is not over. You need help, and you need to do what you can to get sober or to do what you can, you know, to try to fix this. But your life is not over to the point that you need to kill yourself. So I was trying to do some research on what would happen if you found yourself in that position and you did test positive for drugs or alcohol. So this is what I found, and I'm just going to kind of read it off a of website for you. And I'll also put it on our website, truckersortruckers.com. I'm going to write a whole article about it and put all the information in there. But so here is it. As a condition of being an interstate driver or as we like to call CDL holders, you're subject to have regular DMT drug and alcohol testing, like we all know. We're all subject to have random testing. You never know what's going to happen, so just, you know, don't drink, don't drive, don't do drugs. It's simple, you know. Um, so any driver that fails a drug or alcohol test 
is required to complete a return to duty process with a DOT qualified substance abuse professional. So pretty much it's a program that DOT has set up to, that will have you work with a DOT counselor so they can start working with you to make sure that you're going to start testing positive, to get you the counseling that you need. Um, so if you failed a drug or alcohol test, it does go on your record and it will make getting another job, uh, especially a driving job, very, very difficult. Um, it could possibly, you know, prevent you from getting a new job for at least a year, if not longer, especially because your name does go in the clearinghouse as showing that you did test positive. Um, a failed or drug or alcohol test will require that a driver be removed immediately from performing any driving duties of a CDL driver. You know, obviously, if you're going to test positive for, for alcohol or drugs, then they're going to have to remove you as a truck driver, and part of that is stripping you of your CDL license. Um, if you refuse, and there, I know there have been truck drivers that I have heard that have refused to take a test when you are required to do a random, or if you decide not to show up for the test, or you're otherwise not being able to produce a sample for testing, that is also counted as a failure, and that also will uh, make you lose your CDL license. If you decide to go through the process with the DOT officer and the qualified substance abuse professionals that they provide for you, you can complete what's called a return to duty process that does not obligate the company that you were fired from to rehire you, but it does show any potential companies that you may be trying to apply for that you've gone through the steps and you've gone through the process to try to make things right and to try to get your CDL license back. So again, I'm not condoning, you know, obviously alcohol or drug abuse. I guess my, my point to, or moral of the story is, you know, if any of us was to lose our CDL license, that would be absolutely devastating because our CDL license is our livelihood. You know, it helps pay our bills, it helps provide for our families. But there is nothing so bad in this world, and especially losing your CDL license, that would ever, ever be cause for you to commit suicide, and especially if you have children. So please, if you ever, if you're in that situation and you get into an accident and maybe there's a threat of losing your CDL license or like these two gentlemen where they tested positive, you know, there's lots of reasons that we could lose our CDL license. We all know it. It's a daily thing that looms over our head whenever we're behind that wheel every single day. Just remember, if you are in that situation, it is not the end of the world to the point that you need to commit suicide or to take your own life. Please, please, please reach out to family members or friends or other truck drivers and let them know that you're depressed and that you're having a hard time dealing with this because there's got to be a better solution than you trying to kill yourself. So I appreciate you guys letting me take the time. I promised this truck driver that I would bring this up and and kind of shine a spotlight on it because it's a very sad story. Um, and it's a sad story, I think, as truckers that we can relate to. Again, I'm not condoning his actions. What he did was wrong. He obviously deserved to be, you know, uh, found guilty for what happened, you know, but it's not worth losing your life. Um, there, there was a better solution out there for him. I just wish he could have seen it, especially for his kids' sake. So I just want to, you know, again, talk to somebody, get help, do whatever you have to do, but please don't take those steps or those actions, you know, do the right thing and don't go down that road. Thanks everybody. We'll have another um, episode for you here in just a few minutes.
We want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast. We truly appreciate our listeners. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at Married to the Road, also on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget, you can visit our webpage at MarriedToTheRoad.com. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there. and Keep your eyes on your road and your ears on us.